Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where I get drinking and then run over to somebody's house to help them get into their house because they locked themselves out of their house, and then I'm late for the show, and Blue is so graciously waiting patiently for me, staring at me with those loving eyes and that that beautiful smile and those teeth, those beautiful white teeth. How you doing, Blue? I'm doing well, sir. How about yourself? Dude, it has been a day. It has been a day, I'll tell you that much. Is that all you want to tell me? You don't want to tell me anything else? No, I figured I'd jump into State of Games and tell you how uh, how it all has gone through. But uh, yeah, so I was totally late tonight. Um, Buddha messaged me and Shadow Fox messaged me going, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> and he calls me up. He's like, are you drunk? And I'm like, I'm, shortly I'm going to be. And I'm like, eh, as soon as it kicks in, yeah. Uh, and then he's like, because uh, we need to get into this size. Uh, we need to get into Buddha's parents' house. I'm like, so knock on the door. Oh, no, nobody's here. Okay. And we lock the door on our way out. Okay. <laughs> so there i am running over there now i smell like i smell like like corrosion and dry lube Mm. because that you know the house was built in like the 50s so like the locks have not the, the one lock had been replaced but it was like a brand new lock so like the tumblers and springs hadn't been broken in at all like oh god Oh, so you had to force your way into this place? Not, not force, just bypass. Exploiting a weakness, we'll call it that. I see nothing illegal with that. <sighs> well, no, technically, there was nothing <laughs> done illegally. I asked for permission before I did, and they gave me explicit permission. Uh, Virginia is a, uh, what the hell is it? I forget the term. But it's basically if you're if you're caught with picks on you, um, basically you can be held guilty of a crime that happened in the area just by having those picks on you. They can detain you and then see if there was any crimes that happened in the area. And if they're found, that's prima facie. That's it. Prima facie. So if they found that there was a uh, – it's basically guilty until proven innocent, really. That's all it just boils down to. Um there are several That's states that you, not yeah, cool. you know, it, it is not cool, but if you think about it, why the hell would you be walking around with lockpicks? Uh, I have them in my house because I practice lockpicking. It's a hobby of mine. Um, I've done it since I was a kid, actually, since my dad taught me how to pick a lock with a bobby pin and a screwdriver. And I've just worked my way up from there. You're a locksmith. Yeah, just I, I got to get my license eventually. But yeah, pretty much a locksmith. Yeah, I'm not going to get into how screwed up that is that the government's going to require your license to be a locksmith. Well, I mean, I, I, I agree with it and I, I don't agree with it. Like, there are some states where it's just like you can carry them on you and whatever. Um, there are some that are prima facie states. I think the prima facie laws are a bit archaic and outdated and really should be revisited. And instead of, um, instead of like, Basically, you're guilty until proven innocent. And I'm paraphrasing. Look up prima facie laws. It's just my interpretation of it. It basically just means that you can be detained um, and your your tools uh, removed from your person 
as they wait to see if there was a crime committed in the area. If there's a crime committed in the area that those tools would have been used in, then it's basically like, you know, two strikes against you right there. You know, you were in the area and you had tools on you. So ergo, you're you're a prime suspect in the crime. Yeah, but then, yeah, like you said, it's guilty until proven innocent. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, it's, as I said, they're archaic laws. They are. But nobody wants to sit here and listen to us nerd out on. Oh, maybe they do want to listen to us nerd out. I mean, that. I mean, yeah, but this isn't Rikita Law, so we're not, we're not going to talk about that stuff. We're going to talk about games, nerds, and alcohol. Well, I was inebriated when I did it. Does that count? (laughs) Eh, kind of. So. You got to see this, though, Blue. All right? All right. <laughs> Gnome for the holidays. Nice. Yep. Getting, I, I like the, the family uh, the family shirts, right? Those aren't sweaters? No, no. They're actually, if you look, they're also pants, too. They're all they're matching oh, pajamas. Oh, wow. Yeah, you guys are going all out for this. Yeah. Very nice. Matching pajamas. Very nice. Uh, that's very cool. Yeah, we went over to uh, one of our friends' house tonight. Uh, they have... I've already gotten heck from it, from Brittany for it. They had uh, lights hanging from the roof. Uh, they had a Christmas tree on the front porch. There was a nutcracker drape on the front door. Okay. Let me come inside. There is a garland on all the stairs. There's... Another Christmas tree. Got all they have like the TVs turned on in the fireplace and it's playing Christmas music, and you can see the kitchen's been redecorated for Christmas. And the uh, the wife goes, "Yeah," and she points to her husband. And she goes, "Yep, that's all him." And Brittany turns to me, and I go, "Nope," because one, we don't have enough Christmas decorations to do something like that, and two, I'm telling her that we should just slowly accumulate christmas decorations over the years so we don't spend like hundreds of dollars in one big blow we just buy one thing every year one ornament a year not one ornament but like so she wanted a lit up garland for the front door Mm -hmm. so we got that and this year we got some lights and we're gonna put lights around the tree outside like no no what i mean is one ornament a year for the tree and you can get other Christmas gifts or other Christmas decorations, whatever. But that's what we do. We do one ornament oh, okay. a year for the tree. So we've been together for 26 years now. So we have, well, 26 different ornaments. But we have one ornament. We started doing one ornament per person. And now we just have boxes of ornaments. So I think we're back down to just one ornament a year for the tree. Very nice. Well, anyways, let's let's kick into some stuff here. Um, what are you drinking? Uh, are you drinking anything? I, I I'm drinking uh, strawberry seltzer, not oh. alcoholic. <laughs> well, <laughs> nothing special. I am uh, I am drinking a Dogfish Head Worldwide Stout that has been aging for about two and a half years. And unfortunately, I screwed up because I had this in my little mini fridge and my mini fridge went on the fritz and it froze it. And now it has lost almost all of its flavor. 
and it is uh it is just unfortunately a very skunked beer but a $12 skunked beer a $12 skunked beer so i'm drinking it i'm i'm drinking it. i'm probably going to get the shits later but i'm drinking it <laughs> i'm sorry to hear that that's that's unfortunate uh, it's, it's a choice i'm i'm choosing i'm choosing the poopies i'm choosing the poopies well, tonight well yeah you you you're an idiot but it's unfortunate that your beer had suffered this uh this loss of flavor yeah 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 it's a thing it's a thing well, anywho, state of games, since our what are we drinking is totally lame. Just whomp, yes, whomp, very, whomp, whomp. very much so. Well, hopefully we can redeem ourselves with state of games. State of games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week or we pontificate on what we feel gaming is today. So what's your state of games, Blue? So I've been playing Pokemon Go. And I will elaborate on such a thing as that. So the season of mischief, I'm about done with that. Uh, I need two, two more raids, one more raid, one more raid, one more raid, and then I get the Hoopla un. Excuse me, I can unlock Hoopla Unbound. Um, it's been pretty good. I have to say that one, that season. For something that were there, like, if you didn't finish it by December 1st at 9 o'clock in the morning, you had, if you didn't get the season, there was, like, two parts to it, um, season of mischief, and then I forget what the second part was called now off the top of my head, but it's three steps. If you didn't get to the three-step portion by 9 o'clock on the 1st, you had to buy it, uh, but it was pretty simple to get it. Uh, they gave us ample time. Right now, there's this season of something else. Uh, I forget what it's called. Elements, maybe? And uh, I'm getting started in that. It's just doing dailies, collecting Pokemon, and I'll unlock everything, I'm sure, by the end of 89 days. So, the, you give ample times. You have to get 120,000 Stardust, which... If you do your dailies, is pretty easy, given... The heck is this? Oh, that's just that Pokemon. Okay, I, I've already caught you. I don't need you. Um, but it's <coughs> called Season of Heritage. Sorry, my bad. And the Mischief Unbound quest is the one that you had to buy if you didn't unlock it by the first um, at 9 o'clock in the morning yourself, which was pretty easy. Uh, so, I've been doing that uh, actually last week, and while I was waiting on you, I played Jedi Fallen Order. I Ooh. finally, after having that game for exactly one year, I finally just beat it. Uh, what you think? I have to say, it was very enjoyable. Um, it's not replayable in the way I would like it to be. So, there's a lot of places that are unexplored that I need to go back and look at. Hmm. Sorry. There's a lot of things I need to go back and look for just to get, like, it's cosmetic stuff, most likely. Um, But there's not a lot of, like, boss replay. And it's not like 
Final Fantasy 15, I have to say, is a very replayable game. There's a lot you can go after. There's a lot of bosses. There's a lot of monsters and hunts you can go on. So, I really feel like you unlock all this power and this potential, and then it just kind of goes to waste on just minions and big minions uh, going back through the world. I did enjoy the lightsaber play. I'd have to say that Jedi was very frustrating as a player level. Um, the Padawan level, or sorry, story mode was more enjoyable than Jedi Knight um, because with my limited time, I needed to blow. I wanted to blow through the story. I wanted to know what happens next. I wanted to get somewhere, and finally turning that on was a lot more reasonable for me to handle, especially since I'm just not a Dark Souls-like player, and I feel like sometimes this game had a lot of Dark Soul elements to it, dodging and parrying and using your Force abilities. But I really enjoyed the story. I feel like the ending could have been a little bit better, but you can't go off fighting the big old baddie um, in this game, because it just doesn't fit in canon-wise, even though I guess Disney kind of destroyed the canon. There are some parts that are a little odd, um, mechan- not mechanics-wise, but like uh, technical-wise, I guess, would be the, the right term. So you, you, you play it, and there there were parts where it's like, uh, it, it, uh, it's like skipping on me during cutscenes. It did that in probably chapter three or four. And then the the z- zombies, here are zombies. It's kind of like, yeah, kind of, I don't know. I feel like that's an overdone cliche in, in games. Like, oh, let's add zombies. But uh, the one annoying part was the loss in graphics. So you would have like quality graphics and cutscenes, and you'd have decent quality in, in gameplay. But then there'd be certain parts where you're like, I'm just standing there, and I rotate the camera, and I can't see my face. Third person rotating the camera, my face is just a geometric shape that's for some reason hidden in shadow when I'm standing in light. So I feel like the graphics. Yeah, I feel like they're a little subpar. And apparently they're coming out with a second one. So, I don't know if it's going to be bad quality. But, yeah, I'm glad I got the game on sale because I really feel like if I had paid full price for this game, I'd be kind of annoyed because it feels like it's kind of short. And it also just has kind of like... it's. Incomplete. All right, couple questions. Yep. One, what system did you play it on? Played it on the Xbox One. Okay, because I played it on PlayStation Four, and I do not recall ever seeing that whole thing happen with the face. Yeah, it could have been a glitch. I know there were times when um, I would fall through something. Okay. I, I, yeah, I did. I did know, fall through the world sometimes. I remember that. But so I think I'll have it twice. Happens. And then 
Oh, that reminds me. I, I hated the slide down something sequences. Oh, Couldn't yeah. stand those. Yeah, they were not. If, if, if you had a death counter, 75% of my deaths, especially once I turned it to story mode, it would probably kick up more to like 95% of my deaths at that point because story mode, you it's kind of hard to die. Um, were from those sliding sequences. Oops, I'm just a little bit off of that. Oh, you can't grab the edge of that. You can grab the edges of anything else, but there's no geometry there for you to grab. No, no physical geometry. Oh, you miss the narrow path that you have to fall. It just drives me up the wall. I hated those parts. All right, my next question. How did you feel about the main character, Caleb? I think it was his name. So, he had some interesting parts. Um, being able to, like, pick up something and sense the force and sense something that's happened previously it was a pretty cool power. Um... His hatred for the clones and the the empire was kind of de- was developed pretty well. There were other parts where I just felt like fellow Rocky, like um, he struggles with this stuff. He struggles with the Force. And he's he's angry about this stuff. But then there's parts where he's like, where every Jedi gets tempted by the dark side, gets tempted by their anger and their emotions. And it's usually like in the conflict with another force sensitive, with the, you know, the all powerful entity. And it's like, he's, he's a Jedi grandmaster. And it's like, why Why does he calm during the, these points of conflict, but these other petty points, he has all this anger and this hatred. Like, he, he, he shut himself off from the Force because of his emotions and his fear. And then everything else, he's kind of like, oh, I'm just a Jedi Grandmaster. Like, why are you now good at this? Like, it just seemed a little... Forced? It seemed off-pace. I would have to say. Yeah, I got to say, the one the one thing about that game that's truly annoyed the crap out of me was the main character, just, he was the weakest main character I've ever played in a Star Wars game, maybe in any game. He just, there was not much compelling about him that made me want to relate to him in any way, shape, or form. Um, you're absolutely right. He got angry about the stupidest of things. Um, and, and, you know, like... How he would get angry at certain things was just Padawan level, like just just complete, complete and utter, like a joke. Um, so yeah, yeah, and the big bad that you're talking about, yeah, it is hard to to add that fight in there and make it canon and make it work. Yep, because I I tried I tried running at him. And it's just like, it didn't work. And I think I, I ended up dying a couple times. And, and it wasn't until the third time that I finally saw something in the corner of the screen. 
directing me what to do. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because it, it catches you and you're in this cutscene, and it, or you're like in this fast action cutscene. You know, you can tell like how it, I don't, I don't know what it is. I guess it's the graphics changes such a way your HUD disappears and it's just like, what do I do? What do I do? There's normally a button I'm supposed to be pressing rapidly, but like, what the hell am I supposed to do? And it's like, I'm like sitting there and I'm like hitting a whole bunch of controls and it's doing nothing for me. And it wasn't until the third time I died that it's like, oh, I guess now I can do something. I don't know. It's a little odd. I don't know if it was like a hint that they finally gave me or if you had to die that many times. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, there was a lot but of yeah. annoying stuff that happened with that one. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you, you played it. I'm glad you you had fun with it at least. Yeah, I I, I started just before you um, you came uh, you came on. I had started uh, a new plus game, so I'm going to go through it and. You know, maybe try to pick up a few more things, and I, I'm going to do it on a harder. I think I'll do it on harder difficulty just to just to make that a little more challenging. Now that I know what happens next, I'm not itching to with the story so much I, during Thanksgiving break. I just I couldn't wait. Plus, it's just like it's just like playing a race car game. You know, once you know the track, it's easier to race it. Yeah. What All about right, you, Cecil? Just- uh, my state of games has been pretty much two games, Graveyard Keeper and Destiny 2. I have been uh, jumping back into my old old habits of Sherping. Um, been finding, the, finding the, the little things that people enjoy doing or haven't gotten and, you know, learning how to do it, uh, especially with the new Beyond Light stuff because the Destiny content vault has put a lot of things in the vault. Um, so it makes it a lot harder to get them or to change how to get a bunch of things. So there's been some alterations. Uh, and then there's just a downright buggy quest that just has been killing people. So I've been spending a lot of time learning that and, you know, shuffling people in the clan through, just shuffling friends that I know who are playing through just so that they can get all the all the fun weapons, fun exotics, so they don't get left out on anything. So I've been doing a lot of that. And uh, Graveyard Keeper, I've... Uh, there was a new DLC that dropped for that not too long ago, uh, so I've been playing it on the Switch. Unfortunately, it didn't drop on the Switch, but I've been playing it. Um, I've been playing it on the Switch because it's just easier to mobile around. But once uh, Steam Link comes out, I'll be jumping back onto it on PC, which ironically, by the time Steam Link comes out, I'll probably be exactly where I left off on PC, but on my Switch. So I'll just kind of transition right over into that. Uh, one thing I didn't do a lot of on PC that I have been doing a lot of on the Switch is uh, the alchemy stuff. I really was focusing on a lot of other stuff versus the alchemy stuff. So I really dug into alchemy a lot more on the Switch. So that'll help me when I switch back over to PC because I'll already have, you know, already know a bunch of little tricks and, and whatnot and be able to kick right into that and be solid. But yeah, I've just been playing a, a lot of... A lot of Destiny 2, really. I've had this past week off because I'm starting a new job uh, uh, Monday. So, actually, the day before this episode releases, um, I'll be starting up a new job. So, I took this week off just to kind of de-stress, chill out. I got some work done around the house. um, Things of that nature. But, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, 
My staying games, things have been fun. I've been walking a lot of people through. Actually, uh, one of my old, one of the guys I worked with at my old job that I just left, he's been, you know, he's always wanted, he's played Destiny 2 for a while and he's got his light level up to like, you know, 13, 20, mid 20s or whatever, um, before I started talking to him and we started talking about it. So, I mean, he was playing and he was playing a lot, but, uh, he hadn't done any of the, um, any of the co-op stuff. Like he just, he didn't really know anybody to play with. Um, so I hooked him up with the old clan that I was in as well as I've been jumping on and playing. And now he's gotten, we've gotten him through two, two different raids. Um, a bunch of end level content stuff, presage, heritage, or not heritage, Har- harbinger, uh, shattered throne, just a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of stuff that normally, you know, you, you need other people to do. Um, well, Shattered Throne, you don't need other people to do, but it's kind of nice, too. But, yeah, so I've been uh, been running him through. Moon's been getting a bunch of stuff done, and I've been helping him out on getting some exotics. Uh, Vintage, I thought, was going to be playing a bit more, but he kind of, he's... he's straight off on other things every time every time he jumps out he's like hey i'm ready to play it's like ah we're already doing a, a raid or an activity or something where we're already midway through and i'm like crap i feel so bad because now he's on and you know I'm, I'm tied up for the next two hours uh but yeah it's been doing a lot of that um I'm trying to think of anything else i've been playing Oh, oh, God, I almost forgot. Uh, the Dark Pictures anthology, House of Ashes. I played through and beat that one. This is the same people that did Man of Medea? Man of Medan and uh, Little Hope, as well as Until Dawn on PlayStation 4. Um, uh, super massive games. I'm, I'm a huge... They're, I, I call them interactive fiction. They're, they're really, it's telling a story with some quick time events mashed in there and you have a have choices the best way to describe it is choose your own adventure with quick time events that's the best way to describe it um really fun it's an interactive story they're uh, they're i don't know they're they're classified as horror games but they're really more suspense games than they are horror like little hope i, I don't I, f- I found that game way more suspenseful than i did horror like there were monsters in it but the monsters weren't like they built suspense they built angst more than they did like try to just scare you outright huh and even until dawn i would put that more suspense horror than i would just straight horror they're just really awesomely fun games um but they are kind of a, a niche game they're kind of like uh, heavy rain if you've ever played heavy rain or beyond two souls or uh, i'm trying to think of other games like it uh detroit being human they're they're kind of in that same vein like that so if you enjoy games like that and you like the horror genre these are the games that you want to play until dawn's an absolute must the dark pictures anthology i'm gonna i'm a hundred i'm gonna be a hundred percent honest they're not like they're they're not until dawn caliber they're good they're fun i'm enjoying them uh the twists like okay man of Medan, the twists at the end the, the twist that happens at the end of man of Medan, 
like really it, it throws you for a loop and the best part about man of medan is that the medan is actually a ship that was back in world war ii like there's a whole story around the medan and i forget i forget what it's actually called the something medan the orang medan that's what it's called the ship and there's actually a whole like story about it and there was it's if you haven't had a chance I've, i think i've said this before if you haven't had a chance look up the story on it because it's kind of freaky there's conflicting stories of ship was scuttled others say that people well like were just terrified they got off the ship and then the ship disappeared um but the only stories that really coincide that really match in any way shape or form is there's several people that said when they got on board they found people in what looked like a state of fright and they were all dead and they were all locked in this state of terror or fear and it uh it's a really wild story about what they thought it was and what they what they pulled in the game kind of makes sense like it, it it logically makes sense when you go through and you play it so i enjoyed it because it had just that touch of historical value which b- believe me it's just a touch of historical value there's not there, don't expect anything actually historical to be here not even the layout <laughs> of the ship all right but that little touch of historical value kind of gave it that believability you know you know like when you know when a story has just got a touch of truth in it yeah and and the rest of it can be a complete lie but that that touch of truth makes it believable that type of thing like that's what this was uh the little hope was was really slow to start but once i finished it and i found out about the twist i immediately wanted to play through it again because i wanted to pay attention to some of the things that happened uh think fight club in that sense of the twist in little hope uh it was like when I got to the end of it, I was like, holy shit. And I had to play through it again. In fact, I, it took me, it took me two months to get through it because the pacing was just really sluggish and slow. But then when I, I beat it, I was like, holy crap. And it, within three days, I had beaten it a second time. Um, and then the, the, the house of ashes, which I'm going to try not to give, I'm, I'm going to try not to spoil it. But my one gripe when I first started was, man, they revealed the monster way too quick. Like, holy crap, you, you find out that it's it's a monster, like a true full-on monster, way early in the game. And these games are short, so I mean they're not they're not super long. They're meant to be short and meant to be replayed because you have different choices you can make through it. And really do yourself a favor, don't go out and look up a guide. Don't find out how to get the best ending or the worst ending. Just play it and then replay it and try something different. You'll, you'll get the most bang for your buck and it'll be the most enjoyable, but they're, they're meant to be replayed over and over again and make different choices and see what happens. And I got to say that at first when I was like, man, they revealed the monster way too quick. Then I realized why they revealed the monster way too quick. And it was like, Oh, that makes total sense. Now I know why they did that. It was uh, it, it was literally to bait you into kind of a false sense of security of, oh, I know what this is. This, geez, okay, I know how to combat this. This is going to be easy. And then you find out, oh, not exactly what I thought. Okay, bit of a twist. I'll work with this. 
But yeah, I've uh, I love these super massive games. I really do. They they just every time they release another one, I'm like, you got my money. And the next one is about uh, I want to say the Murder Hotel. Um, what was his name? Shit. What was the guy's name who had the Murder Hotel? Who had like all the secret rooms where he was like trapping people and killing them? Talking about a real person? Yes. Yeah, he's a real serial killer. Do not re- remember hearing about that one. Hold on. H.H. H. Holmes. H.H. Some- H. H. Holmes. The Murder Castle. Besides his infamous Murder Castle. His name was H.H. H. Holmes. He had a murder hotel. Yeah, so this guy like had all sorts of different secret passageways, like vats of acid and shit. Like he he this guy was messed up and he got away with it for a while. And I think when they found him, he literally just like was trapped himself in a room and like killed himself or something. Um apparently Megan Merkel is a descendant of Jack the Ripper suspect H.H. Oh. H. Holmes. Interesting. Cause it Googled it and I got a Google image just got H.H. H. Holmes photos, you know, got a bowler on, he's got the long handlebar mustache. And then there's Meghan Merkel's smiling face. I'm just like, what the flip does this have to do with her? So, yeah. So, the next one, I believe, is about the murder hotel in H.H. Holmes. And it's the end of this, what they called it, season or season one. So, um, I mean, I hope that they end this on a really, really high note and they can continue making games. Because, I mean, I'm a sucker for these games. I love them. And I will keep playing them. And they're all tied together. In fact, I've got to go back and look and see how the other... Because they have the same actors throughout the games. I say the same actors. Same models. Maybe not the same voice actors, but they got the same like actor models who play different characters in the different games. Um, But in this one, House of Ashes, they actually tied it directly back to Little Hope. Like to the point of you see a road sign that says Little Hope. And I want to go back now and see, do they have other things in all of these other games that tie them to each of the other games? Like, if they're all that intertwined or not. Um, the one thing that they do that does tie them all together is the curator. He's kind of like the, the storyteller, the narrator. Uh, if you ever played Until Dawn, you'll remember the psychiatrist. He's that guy. Uh, I was a little disappointed that they went down that road again. I kind of was like, well, they're kind of feeding from that well. But I, after playing them... I realize how important the curator is and how they're working with them. So I'm digging it. Very nice. So are you, uh, I've heard rumors that there's going to be another destiny game or DLC. Yeah. The, uh, the witch queen it's coming out end of January, I think February. Um, they're going to be vaulting all of forsaken. So they're pretty much doing what most MMOs do. You know, they're, they're moving, I say most MMOs, they're, they're moving forward with content and kind of just leaving the old content in by the wayside. Uh, so if you were one of the people who played Destiny 2 OG, then you got to play the Red War and all of that fun stuff. But now, uh, you know, now Red War's been, or the Red War has been content vaulted as well as the Leviathan raid. So if you love the Leviathan raid, can't do it anymore because it's been vaulted and they're going to be taking all the forsaken stuff now and they're going to be vaulting that so the tangled shore um 
honestly the only good thing that i think is coming from it is the the death scene for Cade six that happened in forsaken where they changed the voice actor for him you don't have to listen to that anymore <laughs> like you're not gonna oh, be forced to watch that yeah why, why oh. would they change that? Why can't they just keep using his voice over and over again? Well, so Nathan Fillion wasn't available for when they recorded that, so he wasn't there. Like, they physically, he physically wasn't there to record it. Oh, so for, like, all the stuff in Forsaken, it's not Nathan Fillion. But all the other stuff around it is still Nathan Fillion, which is okay. I'm okay with that. But I just, I want to, I'm actually pretty happy that they're getting rid of that. Not to mention that... I mean, Cade Six was a really beloved, beloved character by a lot. Yes, and uh, and killing him like really just man, it hit hard. And I know why they did it because they had to hit like they had to kind of pull on the heartstrings. They had to get you emotionally invested in what was happening in Forsaken. But then they turn around, and I don't know if it was Shadow Keep. Maybe, maybe it was uh, maybe it was Beyond Light. It was they one of the two. Crow. Yes, they brought Crow. They made him good or something. Yeah, so he's a guardian. Yeah, but he's the he's the embodiment of. I don't want to give it away in case somebody hasn't played because it's actually a pretty big story. Um, Yeah, I I know. But he's behind on it. He's the embodiment of a really big character uh, in the game. So it, it like it was just one of those whoa. But of course, they did it like they put him in Crow's body. So you're like, well, I hate this guy, but I've got to not hate this guy because it's not really this guy. Wait, wait. So it's not Crow. It's Crow, but it's not Crow. Okay. So who's in Crow? I, I, ask me after the show. I'm not going to say. No, I'm not okay. going to say. O- only because if there's anybody who's listening is like, man, you know, everybody's talking about Destiny 2. Or if they just haven't gotten to it yet, maybe they haven't bought the content yeah, because they're waiting for the I Witch mean, Queen to come out. To it, but I, I'm intrigued. But I'd have to say, killing off Cade Six was definitely. If you're gonna do something like bring back Crow, it was kind of stupid. Like you, you sacrifice this this great piece, and then you undo all the damage. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's, it's it was bad, unpleasant. Bad yeah, story, it, right? it, well, it, like when you when you killed Crow originally, it was just and maybe maybe it's not. Maybe I just don't recognize Crow's actual name because I've always just known him as Crow. But yeah, it was just like when you. It was one of those times where vengeance, like you've never really vengeance has never really been a key factor of destiny in any way she had perform and they brought vengeance yeah. into it and to just reverse it like that be like ah you got your vengeance oh but guess what it's not over he's back it's like dude give yeah. me his ghost i'm gonna rip it in two and then i'm gonna rip him into exactly and, and it, i think the the idea of so let's kill kate so kate's kate's killed by crow Good idea. Okay, let's 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 tug at the heartstrings and then let's get vengeance. Let's make Zavala and Ikora teeter on that in that dark area. You know, kind of like between light and dark. You know, let's let them teeter more towards 
you know, instead of being vanguards, you know, let's make them. What was the other Mass Effect? Is it called? Oh, the um, not the Heretic. The Heretic was one of the guys. The Covenant. No, no, right? no. When you became, you oh, were either oh, oh, oh. no Mass Effect. I was thinking Halo. Sorry. Yeah, you're either considered to be like good, or you your actions are considered to be bad. And there were there were two names, and I can't remember the name of them right now. But yeah, Paragon Jedi. Say again? Paragon, Paragon, and then what, what was... Yeah, Paragon, and then the bad one, I can't remember. Jesus Christ, I haven't played Mass Effect in a while. I know what you're yeah, talking about, But yeah, so, like, doing that, like, you know, going Jedi and Sith. So, like, make them teeter towards the dark side of the Force. Um, and have your character do that. And then all the other stuff that follows it, as far as DLC goes, caters to the darkness. Caters to... Bad. Well, you haven't played Beyond bad. Light, have you? Not really. Yeah, well, I haven't play gotten Beyond far Light. enough through it, but I really feel like that's where they could have ran with it, and it could have been this whole like fighting corruption and avoiding going too far. Like, yep, you definitely got to play Beyond yeah. Light. Yeah. So, so I don't know, but when they just bring them back, like I feel like that just destroys a good story. Yeah, it just, I, I, and and maybe they're going to go someplace better with it, but it was just, it was very maybe they frustrating. Can, but you you put that in there, and it's a speed bump in the story. Yeah, oh, it, it just really it felt like they invalidated uh, Cade Six's death. Yeah, just well, what well, why did we do all that? Nothing. Yeah, it was just well, it's, we got to like, get rid of him. It's 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 like the it, it goes back to the whole thing with a stranger like like I don't have time to explain why I don't have time. It was like okay cool and then it's like oh yeah here's you helped you helped call back the darkness here's a gun bye yeah you got to play you got to play Beyond Light and the strangers I mean, in Beyond Light that's why I say yeah I know play. I know I know she is and she, they finally brought her back. But it's like, is that what's going to happen? You're going to finally validate killing off Cade 6? You know, like, how many DLCs from now? How many games from now? I'm, I'm going <laughs> to give them a chance. I'm going to give them a chance to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, you know, so far, I mean, they brought back Vault of Glass, and I love Vault of Glass. And they, well, they made yeah, changes to it that that were good for Vault of Glass. Just give me a Fatebringer. Yeah, you can. You can get Fatebringer. But the thing is, you can get the the role on. It's not a it's not a specific role on Fatebringer anymore. Yeah, that's so. That's, I love the Fatebringer role. I I used that so for as long as I was allowed to power that gun up mm-hmm. to clap to whatever to current full power. Mm-hmm. I I did that. That I never thought I would run a hand cannon as a main so much. Um, I thought it would have been cool to do that, but I was like, ah, oh, man, screw that. Like, I'm just going to get wrecked all the time. Nope. I ran Feybringer as a main so much as a hunter in that game once I got it. And I was, I didn't even realize what I got until I got it. So it was first time playing Vault of Glass. I got, or I got a gun. I was like, oh, I got Feybringer. And everyone else was talking about these other things. So I was like, oh, I've heard about that one. That one's really cool. And then, like, at the end, when I got Thunderlord, I was like, yeah, Thunderlord's kind of cool. 
but I kind of wanted the Vex Mytho class. Mm-hmm. But when I started twiddling with Fatebringer, yeah, that was my jam. Well, the Vex Mytho class is back, and I can tell you that it's still stupid overpowered. Of course. Yeah. It's just, it's still super, it's a fun weapon, especially in this season right now, because you've got this, um, I forget what the mod is called, but it basically makes fusion rifles just stupid overpowered. And since the Vex class is a fusion rifle, it's just, it's silly, silly overpowered. Like you could melt shit with it. I like running through and just using the lasers like Cold Heart and PvP. Oh, trace rifles, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was that was that was that was that was kind of like uh, uh, increased speed, low gravity, and using rockets on Valhalla in Halo Three. So fun! The fun thing about it is uh, back when Prometheus Lens was out, that was one of the trace rifles that literally it was so broken in PvP that it was like playing laser tag. All you had to do was run in and <laughs> boop, you tagged them with it and they were dead. It was the funnest time in the world. And the weirdest part is Bungie actually listened to that, and they've got a they've got a version of Crucible called uh, Momentum Control, where all of your weapons are like ten times more deadly. So instead of it being like, instead of people being bullet sponges, you literally can rock them with like one hit with a lot of different so weapons. Like, is it like one hit to the head or is it just one hit body? No, no, like one hit head, maybe a couple hits bodies, but some some weapons are just one hits, like a sniper rifle, one hit wherever. Doesn't matter. You're dead. Um, and momentum control is, is I got to say, it's probably my funnest. It, it's the funnest uh it's the funnest crucible I think I've played in that game. Nice. So whenever it comes around, I love playing it. And I never have loved playing crucible. I, like, I've never said those words. I love playing momentum control. It's just stupid fun. There was a, there was a guy who got me hooked on, um, I forget his name for the life of me, that I played on Xbox 360 with. He, he was just a random. And uh, I got through ranked matches with him. And that's how I, I had more fun doing that. And he was just some random guy I played with. Um, and he got me hooked on Halo SWAT. Hmm. Okay. And Halo SWAT was battle rifles and it was headshots. Only headshots. You can shoot someone in the body all, all day long and it did nothing. Headshots to kill. Interesting. So, I think Bungie should... If it's possible, and it depends on how they've they've laid out their the damage for um, guardians in the in the crucible, but make it headshots only. That would be a fun mode. I would play that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely be down with that. That 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 was that was a pretty fast paced game. Yeah, and you know SWAT was a really good name for it because you literally just went in and it was just like. It was like accuracy. It was, you know, it wasn't like, you know, people running around and just like doing stupid crap. And then, you know, it was literally just people were, you, you could see them, they're just walking through and it's just like peak, peak, you know, doing stuff like that. So it made it a little more tactical, I feel like. Yeah. And it was I, fun at times. I, that's, that actually small maps like would be fun. Yeah, that's I love I love the old battlefield maps where they had the CQC maps. 
really close quarters, you know, shotguns and rocket launchers, but just close oh, quarter bat- maps that were just stupid fun to play. So, so Battlefield is just horrendous right now. I, like, yeah, I've gra- heard. The graphics are, I, when I was, when I was playing it, I was like, okay, so, so, so this is, this is like next gen console game. And still playing it on a, you know, a decent console. But I was like, what am I playing on? Am I playing on Xbox? Like, OG Xbox? Am I playing this on a GameCube now? It was, the graphics were, were just crud. And then you have tanks, hover tanks on top of skyscrapers. Okay. How's that? How's that supposed to happen? And then, like, the opener for the game is, it's this dark, horrible time, and everyone's died off, and there's only two superpowers left, and it's all about proxy wars. And, okay, I was like, oh, wow, this the world's gone to crud. This is pretty serious. And then you play a match, because there's no campaign to this whatsoever. Okay. They have yeah, the guy. So, they had the guy who voiced Irish in Battlefield 4 voicing an okay. older soldier and you know it's it's this proxy war and everything's serious and then you finish a match and then the top five players are shown along with the top you know as a part of the top squad and what they were the best at and their characters talk oh well wow, that wasn't what I was expecting Better luck oh. next time. Oh, God. It's just like this. It's like, wow, there goes the serious element. Like, you're... We're talking about how war is horrible and it's a really bad thing. And then you're you're being a bunch of goofballs about it. Like, kind of destroys that whole opening cutscene you guys put together. Like, what's the story of the premise of this? This is... You know, it's like cartoony. Like, it was like Fortnite or something. It, and then now... They're coming out with skins. Uh, Santa Claus skin. Wait, what? Yep, there is a Santa Claus skin. Now, I will admit, I will give Battlefield this. The Santa Claus skin does not look toony. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't... S- I don't know what he's supposed to say, um, but it's not going to be anything. Uh, I have a feeling that his, like, if you see him at the end of a game, like, and there you go, that's in recording chat for you. Uh, so, for those of you who, who don't know what this is, so you have Santa Claus with his, his coat, uh, and you can see his hood and his white beard. Okay. That's uh, not, not terrible. Wrinkly, old wrinkly face. He's holding a Kalashnikov with a, a, an ACOG on it. And he's got sleeves, like tattooed sleeves, because it's like his, you know, his his big red coats rolled up to his his elbows. And he's got tactical vest on with, you know, looks uh, like he's got like a... I'd have to say he looks like he's got one of the old SOG uh, special forces from Vietnam. He's got one of the old SOG uh, patches 
And, you know, he's got, like, knee pads on and, you know, it's just his vest. He's got a lot of tactical stuff. I mean, he's got the tactical stuff on his hip. But, uh, sorry. I mean, sure, kind of cool. I'm not too, too, you know, excited about skins. I really could care less. I care more about the guns in the game because, to me, that's what I grind for. That's what I grind for in three. That's what I grind for in four. I want the guns. I want this specific gun. And uh, I just feel like adding Santa Claus and these catchy, silly phrases at the end of every match just kind of like destroys destroys the story of whatever they're trying to set up in the beginning. Like whatever it is. Like if you want this thing to be serious... You sure as heck don't make it serious by doing that at the end. Like, I'm sure, like, some of the players, like, when I first saw it, I was kind of, like, weirded out by it. And I'm like, this is odd. And then I heard what some of them had to say. I was like, yeah, you know, that's kind of entertaining. But it kind of undermines what you guys laid out. Like, I turned on the game and this is your story. This is your, this is the world that you're trying to create. And then I'm trying to get me to envision I guess not. I guess it doesn't matter. To me, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm looking at it. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is that Battlefield is always been about, you know, being able to blend in, be able to hide. With that Santa Claus, you're not hiding. I mean, you're, you're a big red target. So, yeah. I wouldn't imagine why anybody would play that unless it was just like, a, hey, it's an all Santa Claus match. <laughs> Yeah, which, you know, I'm sure there would be some server that does that. Santa Claus skins only, boys. Um, And, you know, that I'd have to say the blending thing is it is one of the most frustrating things about Battlefield. I have a love-hate relationship with that PvP. I die so much Mm -hmm. in that game because I can't see people. I cannot see them. They do not stick out like a sore thumb. They blend in too easily, and I just I can't do it. Well, I think that's I the point. I think that's the point. Is that like I, it, it's they're it meant kind to of blend is. in. And you know, and the other thing I like is so Halo, the Halo sniper rifle would not do well in a battlefield game because you get all that zoom. And then just the bullet just flies. I like the drop. Mm. I love that. It's guns aren't lasers. Yeah, the bullet physics. Bullet physics definitely makes the game. Like, that's one of the things I'd have to say I enjoyed about the Ghost Recon games. Like, me and my friends, we loved just hanging up high and just, like, picking people off. And I enjoy that in Battlefield as well because when I can do it, it's fun and it's satisfying. But, oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree. Like I, that's one of the things that I I always enjoyed about Battlefield was just the uh, I don't want to say the realism to it because I don't think it was that real, but that they went and spent the time to give bullets mass. You know when you when you fire. A 50 caliber sniper rifle you know you got a barret and you're looking across the map and you let the thing rip you know you actually 
have to compensate for bullet drop. Um, I don't believe you had to compensate for wind. No, wind had nothing to do with it. Like the, I don't even think they added wind until five, and it was one of the DLCs or something like that. Now, the one thing I can tell you that I really enjoyed in the Battlefield game is when they came out with the night maps or the night ops. Yes. Those were so much fun. Yeah. I remember doing that. That was... You see all the tracer rounds bouncing back and forth. Night vision goggles were almost an absolute must. It was like, you don't play night ops unless you've got NVGs. And if you didn't have NVGs, you basically were running around shooting as much as you possibly could until you can unlock NVGs. Yep. And thermal scopes and just yeah, it, the game was a lot of the game had a lot of good modes to it, and uh, definitely I I'd have to say the story was enjoyable in three and four was uh, four was a little too pro China for my liking. I really feel like I really feel like they should have done something differently with it. Oh, well, fair enough. But, I don't know. I guess, I don't know, I don't know what they were trying to do. I think they were trying to appeal to a Chinese market. I mean, it, you you fought the Chinese, but you were fighting, I guess, also Russians. and It was confusing because it was like a corrupt this and that. And it's just kind of like, I don't know about that guys just pick an enemy because when you do player versus player it was u.s forces versus russian forces which i know that goes back to three i don't know if that went back further i don't remember uh, in battlefield two but you know destroyable environments Bullet physics is a lot of good things. The Santa Claus thing is meh. But I'll tell you what, it's it's better than Seth Rogen and Sarah Silverman's Santa Inc. True, true. I'll, I'll give you that. Man, we're getting the yawnies tonight. It's just been a it's been a long week. It it it, it has been. Well, what did you do for Thanksgiving? You know anything cool? Um, so I didn't travel, which was nice. Um, we, my wife and I had made like this whole plan that our first Thanksgiving. So last year, you know, we got married, uh, was going to be at home. We were going to have it at our home. We would host and anybody who wanted to join us was welcome to in our family. And that was what we were going to do. My mom was a little freaked out about COVID, so she didn't come for dinner, but she brought dessert. And don't ask me how how to square that circle, man, because <laughs> I have no idea how that works. So, so you're going to come over for dessert, but, but the dinner thing, that's completely off. You're going to bring us dessert, but you're not going to come for... Oh, God. Okay, sure, so- Mom. I, I remember. I remember. I told my wife this. I told her this, and she's like, "You're, you're kidding me." And I'm like, "No, I'm serious." She's like, 
are you, you're not going to argue with her about that? I'm like, no, because at least she'll come. Because I'm not going to argue with her how stupid that sounds. Because I might convince her how stupid it sounds and then she won't come at all. So this year, everyone's not freaking out. No one has potentially tested positive for COVID because last the last year, my sister was around a co-worker Oof. who tested positive for COVID and she was trying to get a rapid test so she could come to Thanksgiving, but she couldn't get one in time. So, it was just like, she, mom's like, you can't come. So, this year, no one was sick. So, my mother hosted at her house. My dad was there. Brittany and I went over because... Her parents didn't want us to come because my mother-in-law had to work the day before and the day after Thanksgiving. Didn't want to do any work. Didn't want us to come over to a messy house. So they're like, we're not going to come to you, but we don't want you coming to us. Again, don't ask me how to square that circle. It just sounds silly and, and weird, but whatever. So we went over to my parents' house. And we spent Thanksgiving with them. My sister came up. She brought her new boyfriend. And it was a nice, lovely evening. Sat around and talked. And had good food. And got to have a Thanksgiving together. And then the rest of the time, I spent playing video games. Shopping for furniture. Shopping for other things um, that, we, that we need. And... Uh, I think I watched. Oh, I watched my uh, my alumni, uh, the Bulls, uh, lose the football game, but not lose it so massively bad. Like I thought they were going to. Like it was. They had a seventy eight. They had, no, sorry. They had a uh, an eighty three percent chance of losing that game, and they lost it. But they were also there was also an eighteen point spread. They lost the game. I think by. I want to say four points, something like that. That's not bad. I mean, that's not a yeah. shutout or anything. No, like it was and, a good match. and it was. It actually made it like it made it a compelling rivalry game for for a horrible season that they had, and UCF having a better season. I was actually quite impressed. So, what nice. about you? Uh, so I ended up, uh, we went up to Maryland, hung out at my brother's house. My dad came over from England and we, he was over there as well. So we, we hung out and ate, uh, my brother smoked a turkey, which it came out pretty darn good. Didn't taste nearly as smoky as I expected it to. Um, I kind of expected it to be, I don't know, have a lot more of a smoke flavor, but it was, uh, really good, juicy. Um, I made a couple of cheesecakes, so that's been my new thing. I've been, uh, been experimenting making cheesecakes. I've got a really nice pumpkin cheesecake recipe and a normal cheesecake recipe. Uh, I don't make the crusts. I actually just, I buy store-bought graham cracker crusts, but, um, they're good. They're flavorful. I, I, I like where, I like what they, how they come out. Uh, the pumpkin one by far is the best one I make. My regular cheesecake, I, I still got to work on. I got to, I got to like nail that recipe down a bit more, but still good. Still good stuff. What did, uh, yeah. And then we, um, we went up and we drove back. Well, Lex had to work Friday. So we drove back here Thursday night, got her, you know, we went to bed and whatever. And then she had, uh, 
she went to work and then once she got back, we drove back up to my brother's house and spent the rest of the weekend there and then came back Sunday. So a lot of driving, but good stuff. Um, <sighs> the, uh, the one thing that I was reading though, which, uh, I thought was, that was kind of friggin' wild. There was, and you tell me what your thought on this is like what, what this person was, was doing or, or what they were, what they were, what message they were sending. But a, a guy, and a, I guess his girlfriend, um, they were going to go over to his parents or his family's house for, you know, for Thanksgiving. And she said that she wasn't going to eat anything there. She was going to prepare her own meal and bring it with her and eat her own meal there. And he took a stance and just said, well, no, you're not going to do that. You're not going to insult my mother's cooking that way. You, you're not even trying any of it. And her excuse was, well, we have the same thing over and over again every year, and I just don't want to do it. I want to make my own meal and eat my own meal. And she got all bent out of shape because she's like, well, I can't believe you wouldn't support me on this. And and he's just like, well, no, I'm not going to let you bring and insult my mother's cooking that way without even trying it. You know, it's it's one time a year. You just, even if you don't like turkey and stuffing and all that crap, you suck it up. And the one time a year you get together as a family and you just enjoy being together as a family. And if you can't enjoy being together as a family, then that's not your family. Go find something else. But, uh, yeah, so she got all bent out of shape. So he just said, no, then uh, you're not going. You know, plain and simple. And no, just don't go. He went off and he had a, you know, he went off at a great time. But what, what do you think she was doing there? Like what, what, what do you think she was trying to convey there? I think she's trying to convey that she wants to control everything. Like, See, I, I, it, I really thought that it was a power play. Like she was trying to go and be like, Hey, look, everybody, I, I've got such power over him that I'm going to make my own meal and he's not going to say anything. And you all aren't going to say anything, type of thing. And then when it backfired oh, on her, she I was just like, "I don't know about someone else not saying something." Because I, I gave my, I got in trouble before I got, I got to my mother's house. Uh huh. I got in trouble there before I got to my parents' house. I took my firearms and I opened them up and I set them, kind of staged them on on my bed. Uh. And uh, I had magazines laying out. I had extra bullets laying out. Okay. And so I had all these, and I took took the, took a photo of all of this, and I sent it to my sister. And I said, and I said, getting ready to meet your boyfriend. Nice. <laughs> First time ever. He's he's gonna be meeting the family. So apparently she showed it to my mother and my mother got really pissed and she said, that's not funny. And I, you know, I laughed and I was like, I think it's hilarious. She's like, you shouldn't be doing that. I was like, whatever. My sister picked on me as a, you know, as a kid. So I think that if you did something like making this own meal, like, and then bringing it with you, like, let me, let me preface it by saying that mm, if I had... If my wife was a vegan and we were going to go to a Thanksgiving meal 
I would not expect someone to cater to her if everyone is not vegan. So she's not, she's vegan. So we're going to do this whole thing where she'll make what she needs to make for her meal. And then she can eat whatever she's able to eat at the, at the dinner table, which being from the South is probably the salad. And that's well, about it. What about collard greens? I mean, co- well, sometimes no nope. bacon in collard greens. You're right. Bacon goes in collard greens. I, well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't put bacon in collard greens. Collard greens are cooked in chicken broth. Basically not vegetarian whatsoever. No, I, 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 I cook mine in olive oil. Uh, well, you know, I, I I like to saute mine in in uh, in the uh, um in chicken broth. Interesting chicken broth. Yep, and it's it's done me good for all the years. But anyhow, so that would be understandable. This situation, this is yeah, this is a power play, and I I think yes, you she could bring it and say that that she has control over. Him, fine and dandy, I guess. You know that you prove that you have control over them, but you ain't gonna feel fine and dandy when one of the family members puts you in your place. Well, but that's but that's the thing, though. Is that I don't. Ex- I wouldn't look, expect. Like somebody brings their girlfriend along, so. and and as a family member, you typically are like. Even if you don't like the person, you're just like, all right, I'm gonna be civil. I'm not gonna say a word because nope. I don't want to start a scene. Nope. Then I mean, doing I'm not, something like that. You're going to be that rude. I'm not that way. No. If I if I see somebody uh, doing something, I call them out because you know you you could yeah. call me tactless or whatever. But uh, you oh, know, yeah. if you're going to ask like an asshole, I'm going to call you out as being an asshole. You want to say exactly. I'm an asshole? Hey, cool. I'll raise my hand and say, "Yep, I'm I'm an a hole right here." I'm yeah, absolutely. Like I'm you. being an a hole. But you know what? You are too. Yeah. So it's it's uh, oh I don't like the way she smacks her lips when she chews. I don't like that. Th- that's just being I have petty. to watch the politics I talk about at the dinner table because of my sister's boyfriend. I'm no 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 no. He's gonna be a dick or he's gonna be an ass. Sorry, I'm I'm going to call you out for it. I was gonna say, but but there's but there's differences there. I mean, like if you're if you know, like for instance, if you know somebody's a Donald Trump supporter, and you start I'm ragging on get- Donald Trump, like that's that's on you. You're being the jackass now, baiting yeah. the person and getting them riled up. Now, their reaction, they could choose to react the way that they want, but you're still being a jerk by baiting yes. them into that. Yeah, but I wouldn't like if my sister was dating a, a liberal, I wouldn't be baiting him at the dinner table. <laughs> no, no, at Thanksgiving. But, like that's. But that's, I'm, if I'm gonna, they if they bring up the conversation, yeah, they gotta be fine, they, they gotta they gotta be willing to just accept that other people are going to have a difference of opinion, and they oh, have yeah. to if, accept if, what they're gonna say. If, if they want to bring it up, then yeah, it's fair game. But otherwise, no. My wife would prefer I don't bring up politics because she just doesn't want to hear about it. She she'd rather hear another subject matter, but yeah, this bringing the whole prepared meal thing, like yeah, it just it seems so much in my head like she's just trying to be like, oh, I can bring this, and he's not going to say a word type of thing, and it's yeah. it's rude. You're going over to someone's hundred percent, and they're cooking for you, 
they're spending the time making stuff. I don't care if they're making it for five or six other people. They are spending the time and the effort making it for five or six people and you're counted amongst those five or six people Yeah, and spending that money and spending that time. You at least try it. You should eat what's put in front of you. Yeah, I and, mean, okay. If you I mean, just, unless you're allergic to it, or you have some religious exemption, then you know, or some health exemption, then there's a difference. But, but just because you don't like, no. Well, no. I mean, if no. you genuinely just, if you genuinely don't like it, okay. Like for instance, I'm not a big mayo person. In fact, most things with mayo in it, I don't like. I have started to grow to like things that have styles of mayo, where they're mayo mixed with a bunch of other stuff. So it's kind of not mayo, but it's a mayo-based something. butter on your sandwich kind of guy? No, I'm actually a dry type of sandwich type of guy. There's just something unholy and wrong with you then. I agree with you completely, and I will burn <laughs> in hell uh, gladly with my dry sandwich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're going to burn in hell with the sandwich with extra mayo on it. <laughs> That's what's going to happen to you. No, no. It'll be a dry sandwich because they burn easier. No, 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 no. You like your dry sandwiches. They, you don't get what you like. No, hell. no, no. It, it'll be, it, they catch fire easier. That's, I'll be like, ah, oh, oh, it's on fire okay. in my face. Ah. Um, but like, for instance, I don't like things with mayo. So like when there's potato salad mm-hmm. or chicken salad or egg salad, I pass. And I, you know, I, I just... If they say, hey, would you like something? No, thank you. I'm okay. Um, or, you know, thank you very much, but I'm not, I don't really like Excel. Now, if it's a genuine, you just don't like something, I 100% understand. But Thanksgiving typically has several dishes there, and you can find one that you like. And if you can't find one that you like, you can at least find one that you can stomach. You know, like, oh, I like mashed potatoes. Oh, man. They made these mashed potatoes with sour cream. Oh, I don't like sour cream and mashed potatoes. You know what? Screw it. I can. It's it's something I can work with. And you eat the mashed potatoes that were made with sour cream, or you like cranberry sauce. Oh, but you don't like the Jello cranberry sauce. You like the the, the lumpy cranberry sauce. Well, all right. You like cranberry sauce. You can stomach the Jello. You eat the Jello. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? The the canned one with the just like just like a literal gelatinous blob that comes out. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, a lot of people like it. I'm not. I'm, I'm nothing against it. I don't like cranberry sauce in general. So my my mother in law makes something, and it's uh it it does require gelatin mm-hmm. for her cranberry sauce. Delicious. Yeah, did my a, wife make that last year? There's a lot of things that require Ooh. gelatin to make them, and they are delicious. So I'm not, I got nothing wrong with gelatin. I just don't like cranberry sauce just in general. I don't like the lumpy or the gelatin yeah. one. But, like, if there's a genuine, you just don't like something. Like, I don't know. Maybe you just don't like turkey. Okay, you don't like turkey. There's stuffing. There's mashed potatoes. There's sweet potato casserole. I mean, there's usually a ton. Sometimes there's ham. There's a ton. Yeah, ham. There's a ton of other stuff there that you can find something to eat. Even if you just have a little something and, you know, all right, well, I'm going to – I'll eat something when I get home. You still go. You – Show the respect for the person who spent sometimes days preparing. Because, like, if they were brining that chicken the day before, they were cooking cheesecakes two days prior, you know, days before they were making this stuff so that everybody could eat. You know, you give it a shot. Like, okay, let me give you a a fantastic case in point. 
My father does not like banana cream pie. Like at all. When he first no, got it, here. He's, when he, he's, he's British. Yeah, right? he's, yeah. He's English. Yeah. So Okay. Understandable. So when he first got here, my Aunt Mary said, hey, we got this banana cream pie. Would you like to try some? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll try it. And he tried it. And he said, oh, that's nice. Being nice. Being kind. Okay. He didn't really love it. He was like, oh, my God, this is the amazing thing in the world. Every year after, including this year, there has been a banana cream pie. It actually turned into a running <laughs> joke now that we have a banana cream pie at Thanksgiving. He Good. will he will have his last Thanksgiving and there will be a banana cream pie at that Thanksgiving because it's a joke now. He genuinely does not like banana cream pie. But you know what? Every year he has a piece of banana cream pie because we actually buy it for him. This is like the first year I think he didn't have a banana cream pie, but that's only because we literally were egging him on beforehand about how much he hated a banana cream pie, and then we pulled out a banana cream pie. So, you know, he knew what the gag was. Nice. Very nice. But every year, like when he would go over to my Aunt Mary's, and she would either make or, well, originally she would make them, and then she started buying them, um, because she just, she would go all out. It was nuts. Anyway. She would always have a banana cream pie there, and my father would always have a piece of banana cream pie. And it wasn't because he liked banana cream pie. In fact, I'm pretty confident after the fifth year of there being one there, he did not like banana cream pie whatsoever. But he still had a piece because he was being respectful, and he's like, hey, you know what? They got it for me. He doesn't know. Now, he could have just turned around. I know if you're listening, he should have just communicated. Dude, it was the 70s, okay? And... The mode of thinking was not like it is today. It wasn't a, oh, let me tell everybody how I feel and they will accept it. No, that's not how it went. You were, you had tact, you had, you know, you, you would just suck it up sometimes, especially if it was something that really wasn't hurting you in any way, shape or form. Like, mm-hmm. what, what good would it have done to say, you know what, I really don't like banana cream pies, please don't get them anymore. And you just had this person who, even for the last, let's say, two years has gotten a banana cream pie for you because they thought you liked it. And now you just turn around and crush their feelings completely going, oh, I really thought you liked these. I kind of went out of my way to go get you a banana cream pie. It's okay, though. You know, it's sometimes you just suck it up because you're like, ah, it's one time a year. It's family. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's and that's a good point. It's family. Yeah. Like you you just deal with some things because it's family. Why do you need to cause any more drama? And I mean, it's a huge the people it's a huge difference if there's something that's really like there's some sort of abuse evolved or something like that. That's a completely different story. We're talking about a Thanksgiving dish. Yeah, you know. I'm not a fan of banana cream pie, but everyone keeps bringing it to Thanksgiving every year. So I suck it up and I eat the banana cream pie because it's manners. Exactly, exactly. You're just and, you're, and you're showing the respect. And that and that that girl who decides to bring the meal, it's like you need to understand. So so this is. Uh, 
This is where I've differed on a lot of people throughout my life. Dating has always been something that's been wired into me. I don't know what it was. It was doing that for me since, gosh darn it, been interested in girls since second grade, I guess. I think that's, that's the how far back I can remember. But like, it's always a serious thing. You take it seriously, you put time and effort into it, and it's a springboard towards spending your life with someone for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Until death do you part. Like, commitment is something that I never take in lightly. And especially with my wife, when we were dating, I, I told her, I said, you're never going to hear me say we should break up and then get a call from me two weeks later that says that that was a mistake and we should try this again. If I break up with you, that's it. We're done in finito. Like, I'm in it for the long haul, but, like, you take things seriously and you take a relationship seriously. So, when you do crap like that, it tells me you don't take this seriously because you think that you can be rude to my family whom you are going to, if this works out, marry into and they're going to be your family. Just like I have to put up with your family and if I marry you, I'm marrying into that. So, like, none of this petty crap is going to fly because if we really want this to go anywhere, then... That's that's something we're going to have to deal with. The the time that you decided it was cool to insult my family. Or the time, you know, the time that I told your mom to go take a hike. Or the time that I threw the banana cream pie across the freaking room because I'm tired of them bringing it to every freaking Thanksgiving. Like, you're going to have to deal with that for the rest of your life. If this is seriously a relationship or if it's not, then, well, maybe we should just end it now. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. Is that like... You and I have very similar similar views because when you when you marry, it's like it's it's it, it, I got taught that it's a merging of the two families. So yep, it's it's not it's not that's your family, that's my family, it's our family now. You know, it, it may be my mother in law because we're designating whose mother it is. But she's family, you know, my brother-in-law, he's in law. He's still my brother. He's family. He may not view it that way, but that's, that's how it goes. You're family. And once, you know, I don't know, once you're family, you're family. And, and it's, it's, it's tough when you see, you know, you don't see a lot of, you don't see a lot of people that take that to heart nowadays. You know, they don't, no. they don't, you know, they, they think that it's, it's, it's much more about being the individual and being the, you know, being the, I'm who I am over. This is who we are. And I think we're going down a rabbit hole here. That yes, we are is is gonna is gonna start tur- turning a big left turn here over to something that should be in a completely different chat. Um, 
But anyways, wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. But on that note, um, it's actually getting a bit late, and I've got a ton of stuff that because we got super started super late, and it's my fault. Um, but Blue, where can people find you, man? Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me in the GNA Discord, randomly popping in once a day. And if you say hi, maybe I'll stick around for a little bit longer than that. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at GNA, or sorry, at <laughs> Blue Shark Forty Five. Um, and uh, yeah, so giving away our trade secrets. Now you know who runs the GNA Twitter. Uh- <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil versus Games on Twitter. Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Sometimes with an underscore, sometimes not. Uh, you can find me on Twitch, Ustream, um, Facebook, uh, uh, Grinder, Tinder, Bumble. I don't know. Find me everywhere. I'm, I am everywhere. Just look for me. If I'm not there, let me know. I'll sign up there. Um, however, I can tell you that there is a Cecil Xavier on Pornhub, and that's actually not me. That's. I wish I could say that was me, but that is really not me. Um, one, I'm a white guy, and two, my genitals and my kneecaps have never met. <laughs> Just flat out. I'll, I'll, I'm 100 percent honest there. You know, uh, honesty is key. Honesty, honesty is, is key. key. Um, we uh, we are partnered with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service that allows you to purchase games with a little bit of a twist. You donate to charity along there, along with it. So if you go to Humble Bundle and you order anything or you're going to buy anything, uh, just put question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of the link. Or if there's already a question mark, blah, 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 something, just delete everything after the question mark and put partner equals GNA podcast and then uh, hit enter. That will let them know that we sent you there. Um, we don't want you to give us any money. If there's a slider there where you can choose where things go to, put the GNA slider all the way down to zero. We don't want your money. We just want you to. Um, we just want to let them. We just want you to let them know we sent you there. Uh, what else? Well, we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, Spreaker, uh, Your Listen, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, uh, crap, a ton of other places. If we're not there, let us know. We'll upload there. Um, what else? Oh, we have a uh, we have a website. What's the website, Blue? Our website is given to you nice and easily, at an even tone, nice and calm, low decibel level, and it is www.gnapodcast.com. Gotta say, I was cringing there. I thought you were leading <laughs> up to a yell. I was like, literally, I like, yeah, I did a little squint nah. thing where you close off your eardrums from the inside. I was doing it. Yeah, uh, was it? <laughs> I'm not taking Daymox Thunder from him. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you for joining me tonight. As always, it's, it's, a, a, pleasure. it's a pleasure. And have a great night. And you too. Good night, y'all. <laughs>